<laughs> I've been so tired. Yeah, buddy. Me too. <laughs> it's been hard. Uh, USA Today is trying to trying to dismiss my story. No. I am what do you mean? Did they, they, they give it a, they're a trying to say pants this, on fire? They're trying to say this is false, but I will tell you why I believe that what I'm going to tell you is true. <laughs> See, I like I like being like... I like not caring <laughs> about any of this because then like you could tell me a false story and I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Fuck off, Forbes. I'm not turning ad block off. I feel like some people really care. There we go. I kind of like the, the disinformation age. Oh, I love it. everyone welcome to another edition of the late late capitalism show i've had my beans this morning i'm all fired up and that's why i'm going to issue the swearing warning and any potential content warnings now right before i throw you over to my main man my long-haired beauty my big-hipped cutie <laughs> chance what's up my friend man that was sick yeah. i feel good <laughs> that made me feel fantastic thank yeah, you baby i got i appreciate you. that it's going to be a sillier one. You know what? We're going to be talking about all sorts of relevant things. I hope you've got your Crunchyroll account logged in, because we're about to talk more anime. Anime Paul, she's back in the news. We're going to also talk about Japan, continuing this anime trend. This is the anime episode, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all about the glorious creation of the wonderful country of Japan, the For Olympics. all of our weeb listeners out there. We know you exist. That's right. Uh, if you're a weeb, you should be proud of it. It's you're sick. valid. Watching a show where like a 15 year old boy can explode his biceps to deliver a fatal blow to someone is awesome. Yeah, Wa- I I like it. <laughs> Watching a show where uh, a bunch of Japanese twinks play volleyball really well is awesome. Actually, uh, that show is pretty awesome. Yeah, high goes pretty kick- hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching a show where a 10-year-old boy captures animals and uses them to fight is awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you're a weeb and you listen to this show, you should be proud of yourself. Send us a message on Instagram. Tell us what anime you like. Tell us what manga you read. Uh, Send us a picture of you dressed up. (laughs) Yeah, send send us pictures of your cosplay girlfriend. Yeah, send us pictures of you as your own cosplay girlfriend. Send us your waifu. Send us your husbando. Uh, send us the anarchist cookbook. Send us arms. Send us funding. <laughs> I ever tell you that uh, when I first got the anarchist cookbook, I got it from like an IRC chat, right? Mm. Of course, I feel like that's the only way you should be able yeah, to get it. No, absolutely. Um, and I thought I was smart by relabeling it really good chicken soup recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this will get around the feds. They'll never fucking know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, this is today's to start off today's episode. We're doing a shout out to all of our, our weebs, our Karibs, and our otakus out there. 
because we're going to talk more about anime paul i'm I'm, pro- I'm still pronouncing that wrong i'm pretty sure it's anime is it <laughs> i don't think it's actually anime no if it was if it was she'd be prime minister by now <laughs> so i have um this article that actually just came out uh, like yesterday oh baby. two days ago oh baby so, so this is brand new and what it says is the title of the article this is by alex Ballingall, by the way um uh, and it's from the star and it says she is killing the party new green executive candidates won't won't commit to supporting anime paul oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Ottawa. I like how I like how the star starts things like that. It just says Ottawa. Okay. Um, the vast majority of those vying for spots on the Green Party's most powerful governing body either oppose Anime Paul's leadership or won't say whether they support her. The lack of public backing from candidates for the Greens Federal Council raises questions about whether challenges to Paul's leadership will continue. Despite her claims, she is facing a one-sided campaign from a small group of outgoing officials. Paul said last week that threats to her leadership are time-limited and will fade away with federal election or federal council members who are being replaced in party elections that are underway. But that does not appear certain. After the star asked all 24 candidates running for 12 seats in the council whether they support Paul's leadership, 14 of them either declined to comment or did not respond. Six others said they oppose Paul and, or, or want the council to hold a non-confidence vote in her leadership. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Yeah, the Green Party said, <laughs> fuck anime. We're done with this shit. Which makes me wonder, because remember before when we were like, man, we need Dimitri in there. Yeah. Or, or um, oh, I forget her name now. Um, but it was the, the other lady, and she had like the watermelon campaign. I feel really bad, because her campaign was actually awesome. Oh, yeah. But uh, like it was... <laughs> yeah, we, need, we need Black Gallagher in there. Oh, and man. <laughs> <laughs> this watermelon THC vape got me feeling like Black Gallagher. <laughs> um, and it was one of those things where, like, it was kind of exciting because they were trying to move the Green Party away from, like, the idea of, like, the radical or the enlightened centrist <laughs> that only cares about, like, the gardening. Yeah. That's like... Yeah, I, uh, I saw this post that was really... That really summed it up. And it's like, if you care... If you, what does it say? If you care about climate change, but don't want to change anything else, like that has to do with people's quality of life or oppression or anything like that, you're really just a gardener. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked that. It's like, you don't actually care about climate change. You just want some veggies in your garden. It's like, Um, the, the more we discuss the Green Party, the more I become convinced that this is some kind of like, CSIS op, op beca- designed yeah. by the Liberal Party to split the leftist vote, even though the Green Party really isn't, at least in its current configuration, a leftist oh, yeah. party. <laughs> yeah, this gets worse. But yeah, so like that many people, that's so many fucking people. Mm-hmm. Like of 24 candidates, you had 14 not comment and then six <laughs> others say they oppose. 20 out of 24, essentially, for all intents and purposes, say no. Say no. Because it's like, if you're not commenting, that is is not a yes. 
No, and if it's not a all. yes, guess what it is? It's a no. It's a big fat fucking no no. Um, so the the article goes on. No, I do not support Anime Paul. She is killing the party. Said Jean Charles Pelland. <laughs> not Bellend, but Pelland. John Charlie Bellend. <laughs> I kind of respect him. A candidate for Quebec representative on the council. There is widespread dismay in the party with Anime Paul's actions. Certainly enough doubts have been raised to warrant an immediate leadership review. Mm. Said Keith Wiley, who's running for English vice president. Oh, sorry. I understood what you meant, like English vice president of the party. But I thought you meant like he was a British candidate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she played it right up. Okay. Yeah, this is a this is like an international party. Yeah, that's right. This is <laughs> international communism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the green workers of the world. Oh man, that'd be sick. <laughs> they're forming one big union. Oh um, no, that would never fly. That would uh, no. The only no, union no. the Green Party would back is the police union. Yeah, they hate unions. Yeah. Which is also very big brained. <laughs> It's so stupid. Yeah, this Anyways. party rocks. They might be... They're up there with, like, the Bloc Québécois as one of the funniest parties of all time. It's it's because it's, um... What do they say? A single-issue party. Yeah. Like, through and through. And, and then as soon as you dig more and more into what else they're doing, you're like, oh, God. And it's like, their, their sole conceit being... Oh, our single issue is something that affects everyone, so therefore we should have, you know, unanimous support, except for in Alberta. It's like, that's enough to power us to victory. It's like the Bloc Québécois, of course, only ever won seats in Quebec. Yeah. Although, I do like to imagine some, like, Bloc Québécois guy running in, like, PEI or, like, the Northwest Territories. That'd be awesome. I'd vote for the Bloc Québécois in Kingston. I would, too. I would, too. Easy. Like, that would be the only party I could morally vote for. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we have, uh, Kim Bell, the sole candidate running for Newfoundland representative did not say whether he supports Paul, but added it was very disappointing that she is now in a situation he believes she could have prevented. Only one of the federal council candidates, Rebecca Redmile Blovier, Blavoit, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Rebecca Blomier. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty good yeah she's i like that one can- canada's favorite candidate she's running for new brunswick representative gave an unequivocal statement of support for paul oh wow. I abs- absolutely i support anime paul as a leader red mile said by email she added that she opposes a confidence vote and would try to postpone actions to depose paul until after the next federal election this is insanity Let's please focus, just focus on preparing for what looks like an imminent federal election. Yeah, I'm sure so, the Green yeah. Party is going to do real well in that election. Honestly, it does sound like they should have a no-confidence vote when over, what, like 85 90% of yeah. your leaders do not believe you should be in charge? Hmm. So it goes, it goes on with more testimonials and people either saying, like, you know, even though she was uh, elected... They would love to have another election and stuff like that. Um, but Paul herself declined to comment on the situation Monday, stating she wants to focus on issues like climate change rather than the infighting that has gripped the Green Party for months. I'm just determined. 
for as long as I can and to the extent that I can to keep my attention focused on what it should be focused on. It would be a real disservice to Canada at this time for a party that really has always been at the forefront of climate policy to be distracted. Um, great. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You're and then, really doing a great job at the forefront of climate change policy in the country. Yeah, really. So uh, it says here, the federal council elections are slated to conclude August 11th, just weeks after its current members held a meeting to review Paul's party membership and was slated to hold a non-confidence vote in her leadership that was abruptly canceled last week by an independent arbitrator. It sounds insane. Uh, while the party is challenging that arbitration decision in court, the membership review and non-confidence vote currently can't go ahead until after the new federal council takes over on August 19th. That means incoming council members could have to grapple with the same challenges to Paul's leadership. The party has been consumed with inner strikes for months, with sources close to Paul describing how she has faced resistance from top officials since she was elected leader in October 2020. In June, those tensions erupted into direct threats to Paul's leadership after New Brunswick MP Jenica Atwin defected from the Greens to the governing Liberals. That episode, as well as Paul's handling of outrage over a Facebook post by her then-aide Noah Zatzman, was cited by council members as reasons Paul should be removed as leader. Yeah. So that was the uh, the we have Antifa and Zionists that are going to replace all the members of the party. <laughs> I person. love you know what Antifa <laughs> and Zionists is such a powerful combination. <laughs> like yeah, it was like Antifa, uh, BLM, and Zionists. Yeah, the of course three people that famously get along really well together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and at first I was like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around what he meant. I thought he meant he was calling other members of the party Zionists. No, he was advocating that they're all going to work together because apparently certain members of the Green Party are anti-Zionist. Yeah, you know Zionists, one of the most racist group of people in the world. They get along famously with Black Lives Matter. Yeah, right. They, you know, Israel, the Zionist country that trains a lot of the American police who, uh, oh yeah, have murdered like hundreds of unarmed black people since Black Lives Matter has started. Yeah, I could see yeah. that working out really well for you. Yeah, That's truly a rainbow coalition for 2021. <laughs> we got the Zionists and Antifa, and we have Black Lives PLM <laughs> holding hands in the streets. We have the anime kids. We have the school one, shooters. We one have the We have the popular <laughs> girls. We have the chads. One cause, and that's to destroy Palestine. That's right. Fuck it. One struggle. (laughs) The school shooter is going to show up on the West Bank, and he's going to say, honestly, anti-Semitism on the left made me do this. (laughs) And he's going to speak with an incredible Israeli accent that is just coincidental, kind of like Gal Gadot's. And that's where we're going. It's so awesome that I wish that guy's vision of the Green Party came to fruition. I would just love to see how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just can't, I can't fathom how that man's brain works. (laughs) Yeah. So he also made a post that this is the part that I didn't read. And he was saying that there was appalling discrimination and anti-Semitism and said he would work to defeat it. Uh, (laughs) 
Atwin, the person who moved to the Green part or to the Liberals, had recently criticized Paul's statement on violence in the Middle East and called for the end of Israeli apartheid. So mm-hmm. apparently, Anime Paul also said Netanyahu was really cool. That's so sick. Oh my God. I love the Green Party. Can we join the Green Party? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We can. Fuck it. Who cares? I was going to say no, but like, yeah, we we could. We might be able to stage a coup. We were the Antifa BLM people he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're the Zionists. Yeah. We're the Zionists. Right. We go hand in hand. Famously pro Zionist show, the Late Late Capitalism show. Oh, you know us. That's right. Uh, So then, in mid-June, Paul faced a direct challenge to her leadership when unnamed members of the federal council accused her of showing an autocratic attitude of hostility, (laughs) superiority, and rejection. Charges Paul rejected at the time as racist and sexist. How dare you say I have an attitude of rejection? I reject those claims. (laughs) So it's really interesting that she was being supportive of... The Israeli apartheid state. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as someone called her out for it, she was like, oh, you're just being racist. Yeah. I'm allowed to say this. It's such a powerful defense. It's the I same it's thing. In- if you ever call it out and you're not Jewish, it's like, oh, well, you're being anti-Semitic. It's like, yeah, I was going to say it's it's well, I think it's one of the first times that I've heard it spun around to something other than anti-semitism because usually that is the go-to it's like you're not allowed to say anything because that's anti-semitic whereas in this case you're not allowed to say anything because anime is black and therefore you're racist Mm. which is it's a real shame because every time i hear anime paul's name i think of anime and every time i think of anime i think of this guy who is on like uh, an anime.com forum that i used to look at who is like the Montreal black otaku. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> and he was so awesome. Like his yeah. profile picture was Goku if he was black. Oh, and that's so awesome. Fuck I yeah. Was, I was thinking about him again the other day because I was like coming out of a medication stupor and all I could think to myself was there should be a black Lincoln Park, mm, which I yes. still believe thoroughly because like, look, if you're going to make music for anime, it's like the Montreal otaku loves anime. That is a black gentleman. We need a black Lincoln Park. And I think black Lincoln Park could be the one to actually bridge the gap, the schism in the Green Party, and unite all of these disparate aspects under one clean flag. We already have a black Lincoln Park. What? Yeah, they're called ICP. Okay, well, I don't know about that. (laughs) That seems a little... (laughs) Come on. And it's like, well, what kind of race of ICP should we have then? If <laughs> we need a Japanese ICP to we do. We, solve the right. COVID problems. You see, that's the real Rainbow Coalition. Yeah, various new metal bands of different colors. <laughs> different color swapped new metal bands. <laughs> we've got um, we've got Taiwanese Limp Biscuit. So the article ends off and it just says that Paul has failed to respond to communications from the party about his remarks. And that's it. So this is one of the weirdest forms of infighting, I think, Mm. where people genuinely aren't holding someone accountable at all. They're just kind of using fuel to fodder whatever outcome that they want. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like... It seems like it doesn't necessarily fit the bill if they keep saying that you have to denounce who your, like, press person was. 
rather than saying like I'm actually mad at Anime for her remarks regarding Israel, it it just seems like a cop out. Like I think they think that there's more there's more fodder in his remarks because of how ridiculous they were um, to get what they want done. Whereas most people, I think, would look at that and be like, oh, that person's just a crazy man. Yeah, like his, not to keep harping on these remarks, but it really is just a Mad Libs style post where you can just insert anything in there (laughs) and it would make as much sense as what he said. And I think you're really nailing it on this one where it's like, yeah, they're just using this as cover to push whatever issue they want because this is a party that beyond its single issue has no sense of direction at all. No, no. Like, Elizabeth May is still, like, a figurehead for the party. Yeah, and And she hasn't been, like, when she leave office? Like, years ago, right? No, just, 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 uh, in October. Okay, well, there you go. Of 2020. Even then, it's been almost a year, and she's still in control, which is why I think this has to be an op. Because, like, Elizabeth May continuously winning seats while not doing anything except for, like, presenting that kind of sassy girl boss energy just seems like she may be receiving government support. I think she might be a CSIS agent. Do you remember the video of Elizabeth May being really drunk? And um, no. what was she at? <laughs> that sounds awesome, though. It was like a. It was like one of those... What did they do? I'm going to look this um, up. Oh, I'm, I'm looking it up, too. Don't worry. Elizabeth May drunk. Oh, press gallery speech. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Elizabeth May goes, quote, off the rails, an awkward press gallery speech. Yeah. You want to read some of those quotes? It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So I'm just reading the CBC article covering this. After Mm -hmm. a long winded and meandering speech, which included a few funny jabs, May ended with a shout out to Omar Cotter, who was freed on bail in Edmonton last week. (laughs) Omar Cotter, you've got more class than the whole fucking cabinet, May said, referring to the conservative party <laughs> as Lisa Raitt tried to usher her off the stage. Okay, that is true. That oh, is yeah. true. Have you? D- d- does it show the picture? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, <laughs> she looks like a fish. <laughs> like she is swimming in it. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's so good. Ray interviewed multi- intervened multiple times and attempted to persuade May to end her speech, but instead May played a recording of Welcome Back Cotter theme song. <laughs> My funny speech wasn't funny. That's not the first time a politician has done that, said Elizabeth May. Wow, okay. I have more respect for her now than uh, I would have before. Even further reason for me to suspect that uh, she is a deep state operative. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> The event's tone is edgy and outrageous, and it always has been. My attempts at being edgy and outrageous didn't work. It's a mistake, and I apologize. We have to use this picture from the gallery as our Of her getting getting escorted? I'm just going to... I'm going to send it to you, folks. You're getting to hear how the sausage is made. We source an image. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) It's like, that's an incredible image, and I really think that does sum it up nicely. So... You know what, Elizabeth May, we should get her real liquored up again, and we should let her chime in on this be, leadership yeah. struggle. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, she was, that was a, none of what she said was funny, which made no. it way more funny. <laughs> That's the thing. She was like, <laughs> if she wasn't so sloshed, it would have been almost like smart anti-humor, but it's like, no. Yeah, she would have pulled like an Andy Kaufman. Yeah, it's like, you're just drunk and pissing on yourself, which is so sick. We need more, I think... 
the prime minister should be determined by who can like drink the most and deliver the most like coherent speech. Who do you think could do it? Out of the current crop of candidates? Yeah. Mm. From the federal leader's standpoint, I actually do think it'd be probably Justin Trudeau because you know he partied a lot. Like you yeah, know, that's true. That guy's had half of Columbia up his nose. You know yeah. that he's gotten drunk and fallen down the stairs. I think mm-hmm. Jagmeet would be a close second. I feel like, actually, can I don't he? know. I don't, I don't know, know if he man. Can. Yeah, that's true. I suppose but, he may have religious restrictions on that. But Kenny seems like the kind of dad where he's like, "Oh, let's let's have some bourbon tonight." Oh yeah, like Jason Kenny. And, if we're talking about has like once, he has like a couple sips of bourbon and his cheeks get all red and he starts talking about like how much he hates immigration. I mean, to be fair, he didn't need the bourbon to do that. Well, no, but it just loosened him up. I think if we're talking yeah. provincial leaders, Scott Moe, who we've talked about before, probably has a pretty good chance of that famous DUI master Scott Moe. I'm sure mm-hmm. he can get real fucking sloshed. But mm-hmm. I think we all know the obvious answer to who could hold their liquor the best. Who? Doug Ford. Oh, yeah, easy. Like, his He's brother... He's got the gut for it. Yeah, and his brother could smoke crack and be coherent. So, I think He's Doug... Like, He's like, this drinking competition brought to you by Buck of Beer. Buck of Beer. It's like, I... Imagine Doug just, yeah, sloshing one down. Uh, I'm sure crack smoking is something that his brother taught him how to do as well. So, like, he'd be good. He's resilient. Doug Ford would, and probably that's the only way he could be prime minister, is if they switch to that system where you have to try and maintain tolerance and coherence. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd be so it, down for that. It's like, realistically... The party, the party minister of Canada. Yeah. Like, how would that be any worse than what we have currently? <laughs> yeah, truly. That would be the Green Party's only chance to win, is if they brought Elizabeth May back and let her do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, an, you know anime Paul doesn't drink. She has, like, a single sip of wine every three days, and that's enough. Mm -hmm. You can just tell, like, she's got no hose. She's got no swag. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. woman has never been drunk. Like, Yule Cowards don't even smoke crack, is my opinion of anime ball. Yes. Ha-ha. Here's a little self for you busters. Elizabeth it's May. so true. You know Elizabeth May, who is definitely an undercover agent for CSIS. It's like training day. When they brought her in, she smoked angel dust. You know, she's the queen of the streets, and that's why she's chosen a centrist environmental policy, <laughs> two things that are inherently incongruent. She's one of those people that wants, uh, like, ethically sourced cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, we only buy from small providers in the uh, Nicaragua Valley. And it would be, <clears throat> I would love to buy, like, if cocaine came out of a co-op, like they do with coffee or whatever, like, that'd be sweet. I feel like it's only a matter of time, right? <laughs> I Well, you gotta fucking legalize it first. Yeah, I know. But legalize like, it. We've gentrified weed. We've gentrified smoking weed. So I feel like it is going to be a natural progression to gentrifying the other drugs. That's very true. That's very like, true. Cocaine is, it's going to be like in the 1900s when it was served in like a little tin and you could just pull it out at a party and have a great time. I just want opium dens back. 
I mean, we've basically already gentrified opium. It's just pills now. <laughs> yeah, it's just for fucking zanny moms. Yeah, and like SoundCloud rappers and yeah, you know, Green Party diehards that are furious <laughs> that they elected seemingly the most despised woman in the world. Journalists. Oh, Rosie man. O'Donnell. Uh, servers at the bar I work at. <laughs> yeah. That's so sick. Yeah, a little patrons bit at the bar you work at. Well, yes, that is also true. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's it for the anime saga. Um, I I I don't know what's gonna happen. I I just think it's pretty funny. Honestly, it's fun to watch, and it makes me I, never want to vote for them ever. I if anything, like, it's showing their true colors. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like. She is dead in the water. She doesn't have nearly like the pull or the sway on like a national level to survive this. Even if she is like Elizabeth May's custom pick, I yeah. feel like it's over for her. Yeah, and and with the whole um, you know, her supporting Netanyahu thing, it, it it's become apparent too that it's not supporting Israel that makes them upset, like the other party, the other members of the Green Party. Right. It's that, you know, they want a, they, they're so, <clears throat> they're so headfirst into the neoliberal ideal mm. that they just want like pink capitalism and Ugh. green capitalism, right? And I think it makes it obvious that they think that supporting Netanyahu doesn't get them the leftist vote. And therefore, they're mad and not necessarily have anything to do with how they actually feel about the Israeli apartheid state. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I feel, at least. It's it's very blatant just all across politics right now. Like, I know virtue signaling old hat, but it's never been clearer why parties support the policies they support now. Like, yes. it's so out in the open. There is no subterfuge and, and intrigue in politics anymore. It's like, oh, yeah, like, we like Netanyahu uh, because it's based, because we need the Jewish vote, and <laughs> because we want to show the leftists just how little they mean to us. You are insignificant right. scum. You can blather on all you want about, you know, oh, Israel's murdering children, which they are. Or, mm -hmm. you know, Israel is completely keeping millions of people just subjugated in an open-air prison, which they are. Mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't matter. Fuck you. What are you going to do? We're not going mm -hmm. to stop it. You're not going to stop us. So, whatever. Suck my cock, losers. Yeah. Anime Paul 2021. <laughs> and then I feel like, you know, with the history of the Green Party, they end up doing polling for that. <laughs> and then the polls for who votes for the Green Party is like, oh, they don't like that. Yeah. Uh, we have to remove her. Yeah, that's right. How could this have possibly happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's such a weird... Like, they're they're pretty much like an AI algorithm. And they're yeah. trying to figure out what sticks. We have a part, an awesome party leader who was born in May. Her temper gets her in trouble sometimes, but she really loves the people she cares for. Don't ever <laughs> piss her off. <laughs> Can we Photoshop her into one of those shirts? One of those awesome Facebook shirts? Yeah. This legend was the leader of the Green Party in October 2020. That's awesome. That, they would be better off just to, yeah, run via Facebook algorithm. It's like, we are pro-environment. We are anti-child labor laws. I'm a, I'm a one-armed mom who loves anime and anime. And my son is an electrician. 
like, don't mess with me. That's right. I, I'm a 43-year-old mother of seven. I love listening to Alanis Morissette and crying. I'm going to vote for the Green Party so we can transform all prisons into green energy sources by mulching the prisoners. No, I will not answer questions. Yes, my epic husband bought me this shirt. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, so we're all going to be voting for the Green Party in the next federal election. Uh, I've already done voter be a card. fraud. I was going to say, I'm going to be a card-carrying green, and I won't let them steal the election from Anime Paul. <laughs> we are Anime's <laughs> vanguard. <laughs> we are truly going... We're, we're marching... We're trekking on to Ottawa, and yes. we are going to camp out at the Green Party leadership headquarters outside of Anime's office and protect her. Yeah, we're going to make a Capitol Hill autonomous zone. <laughs> for, for the Green Party. For the Green we're Party. We're probably going to kill as many kids as the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone did, too. <laughs> yeah, ew. Yeah. They never talked about that. They just straight they didn't up... talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, Chaz to Green Hill Zone. That's what we're going to have. <laughs> like, like in Sonic? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Man, what a beast. Anime Paul, you are Jesse's pimp of the week. Never change. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So what do you got for me, Jesse? I, as you know, am a sportsaholic. I'm addicted to that sweet, sweet sportsahol. And if you're a sportsaholic like me, you've been no doubt at least partially following the Olympics. Now, admittedly, I actually haven't been really, really watching the Olympics because uh, I'm sure you can relate, but why would I want to support this fucking country in anything right now? Yeah, I'm not really concerned about it. No, fuck the Olympics. But I will tell you, the funniest part of the Olympics, every single time they happen, is the rampant amount of sex that occurs at the Olympics. Yeah. Have Are you aware of the uh, all the sex going on at the Olympics? Of course, I'm a degenerate. Wonderful. So I'm going to read you some excerpts from an article from the 2012 Olympics and uh, talk about what's happening at the 2020 Olympics, which are happening, oddly enough, in 2021. American target shooter Joss Lakatos faced a conundrum. Halfway through the 2000 Summer Olympics in Sydney, he and his rifle-toting teammates were finished with their events, and the USOC and team officials had ordered them to turn in their keys and return home. But he didn't want to leave. He knew from his experience four years earlier in Atlanta that the Olympic Village was just a route to erupt into a raucous party, and there was no way he was going to miss it. So he asked the maid at the <laughs> emptied-out dwelling if she'd kindly look the other way as he broke the lot. She said, I don't care what you do. <laughs> Within hours, word of the nearly vacant property had spread. Popping up once every two years, Olympic Village is a boisterous city within a city, chock full of condos, mid-rises and houses, as well as cafes and other amenities. The only thing missing is privacy. So while Lakatos claimed a first-floor suite for himself, the remaining rooms were there for the taking, many of which were claimed by the USA track and field athletes. The next morning... Swear to God, the entire woman's 4x100 relay team of some Scandinavian-looking country walks out of the house, followed by the boys from our side. And I'm going, holy crap, we've watched these girls run the night before. And on it went for eight days, as scores of Olympians, male and female, trickled into the shooter's house. That's what everyone called it, the shooter's house, at all hours, stopping by an Oakley duffel bag overflowing with condoms procured from the village's medical clinic. (laughs) 
After a while, it dawned on Lakatos, I'm running a friggin' brothel in Olympic Village. I've never wit- witnessed so much debauchery and sex in my entire life. That's so cool. <laughs> At the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games, 70,000 condoms wasn't enough, prompting a second order of 20,000 and a new standing order of 100,000 condoms per Olympics. <laughs> that is about 10 condoms per athlete. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this is one of the probably the only cool thing about the Olympics. One of the Olympians from 2000 said there's a lot of sex going on. How much sex? I'd say it's 70 to 75 percent of Olympians. And then Ryan Lochte, the uh, famously stupid swimmer, says, hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Oh, so, my God. What a take. <laughs> sex. We can agree. It's not for everyone, but those that like it tend to like it a lot. Uh, yes. If you're an athlete, you know, you're doing your thing. You're getting your pump on. You're swimming. You're running. You're getting real horny. You know, your body mm. creates these things called horniness genes when you exercise. This is, I am a doctor for the record. So when you work out, you get your horniness genes. They start firing. Only athletes are born with them, unfortunately. Uh, other people can get horniness genes from other ways, but if you're an athlete, the only way to get it is by working out. And the Olympics is basically just like three weeks of working out, right? That's all you're doing. Yeah, yeah pretty so, much. It's not a surprise that, uh, the horniness genes start going into overdrive and in years past, no problem. Here's a hundred thousand condoms. Have fun. But now there's this thing you might've heard of. It's, I'm going to make sure I pronounce it right. Uh, COVID-19. That seems weird to me. I don't know. Mm, yeah, this sounds kind of fake. But Where's the other numbers? Yeah, that's right. Mm. I haven't heard of COVID-18. Uh, it's 2021. How is it still COVID-19? Just saying. Yeah, it should be like well past legal drinking age in the U.S. now. That's right. And it's like they call it COVID-19 because you need to have 19 condoms per person to uh, <laughs> properly enjoy the Olympics. Per sex. That's right. Yeah, you have to... You have to ninth, you have to bag yourself up 19 times. <laughs> You're essentially creating a dildo with your condoms, <laughs> which is such an awesome thing to do. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. I, I think I'm should get on it. that. Yes. I'll, I'll so, report back. In the era of COVID, one of the big concerns beyond the obvious of trying to bring in 10,000 athletes into a country, many of which the athletes are not from... Uh, Japan is also experiencing like a massive upsurge in cases even pre-Olympics. It was one of those things where they were worried the Olympics were going to get postponed again. So the 2020 Olympics could have potentially taken place in 2022, which I believe there's other Olympics scheduled for then, (laughs) which would have been awesome. So the way they've tried to combat this is by A, no longer offering condoms at the Olympic Village, which is such a stupid idea because guess what? They're just going to raw dog it or bring their own. But B, the other part, and this is their master stroke, and this is one of the most hotly debated odd items coming out of Tokyo 2020, is something called the anti-sex bed. Mm. So the anti-sex bed, if you are unaware, is a bed that is made from prefab folded cardboard. <laughs> so the bed frame is cardboard. They put a thin little mattress over it, and theoretically... These beds are only able to support the weight of one single person. Now, that is not exact science because, I mean, the beds might be able to support, you know, long distance runners that weigh 110 pounds, but you got some big, beefy athletes in the powerlifting. Can it support them? Yes. 
estimates have ranged from anywhere between four to a four hundred to a thousand pounds of pressure. So, yeah, that's one person. Yeah, exactly. I weigh five hundred and ninety-five pounds. Yes. So I would probably be okay on these beds. Yeah, that that's a well documented fact. But the thing is, there that's it's supposed to be an anti-sex bed to discourage more than one person from being on them at a time. So in the early days of the Olympics, a lot of videos started flooding social media of athletes testing these beds. The funniest one being, I believe, three players from the Mexican soccer team who just like grabbed each other and then just started jumping on the bed in like a trio pile, seeing if it would break. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's interesting is as soon as they hit the bed, there's absolutely no give at all. Yeah. Like, it's basically just like landing on a mat on a concrete floor. Mm-hmm. Like, the beds seem like absolute shit. But they're, like, laughing, trying to break it. And then there's another video of this one guy, just, like, a trampoline dude, jumping up and down on the bed as hard as he can. So there's a lot of debate as to whether or not these anti-sex beds even work or if that's even their intended purpose. Now, the Japanese Olympic Committee says the beds were designed to be easily folded and, you know, quickly put together, low cost. And also they can then, you know, remove the cardboard when it's done for the sake yeah, of the... Yeah, it's recyclable. It's eco-friendly. Yeah. But... We know the truth. They are the anti-sex beds because they cannot afford another Sydney 2000 situation where you have the American rifle shooting team running what they described as a brothel. Yeah, that's insane. (laughs) I think the lack of condoms is going to result in a new generation of superhumans. So going back to the, the topic of anime, Chancellor, have you ever seen the show My Hero Academia? No, but there is a man who wears a My Hero Academia shirt um, at the bus stop, and it's like a 50-something-year-old man, and yes. I love him to death. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So the crux of the show is that there's a generation of human beings born with what's known as a quirk or a superpower, and it started in like the 2030s. This is the 2020 Olympics. We have a bunch of Olympians, super athletes, like literally the most athletic and like honed and practiced people in the world. Normally, they come to the Olympics mostly to have sex and then to compete in events. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So what happens when you take the condoms away, but the horniness gene still reigns? Uh, you get you get babies. You're getting some raw dogging going on. This is like the Westminster dog show out there. Everybody's one raw dog and they are going for the gold. We've got a whole fucking town of wasabis ready to get their fucking pussies filled. <laughs> no, don't they, talk about wasabi that way. They dicks wet. They asses licked. <laughs> no. And everything above, beyond, and between sucked on. <laughs> so I am theorizing that we are now witnessing the beginning of My Hero Academia as the first generation of babies born from these Olympian super freaks will have unbelievable superpowers they'll have super strength speed they'll be able to turn their skin really hard they'll develop earphone jacks that you can plug into technology we are witnessing (laughs) the dawn of the superhumans now do you think that it would raise difficulties if they know who like each of the parents are and they would have to like make essentially hybrid countries Ooh, like you're like you're saying for the babies like they yeah so they can't claim dual citizenship. They have to either choose a country or create their own. Okay. Not create their own. Like, I mean, like, you would have a whole new generation of children, and they would join the Olympics and be like, yeah, so I'm the Canadian-Australian team. 
Right. You've, you've got the hybrid teams. Yeah. 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 I, I'm the Jamaican Chinese person on the bobsled team. Yeah. 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 That would be interesting. I, I'm just terrified of, of what we're going to witness now. Chancellor, it's over <laughs> for you and I. We are now obsolete. There's a new generation of super child coming because Fuck. their parents couldn't stop coming. And the IOC has blood and, per- and sperm on their hands for this. <laughs> Although I will say there is at least one athlete who should be exempt from these raw dog practices. Uh, Canada has a 14-year-old girl on their swimming team, so uh, hopefully she is exempt from this. Yeah, I hope so, too. Please take her home. Do yeah. not let her stay at these Olympics any longer than is necessary, because she should not be exposed to this. Did they just not give them condoms then? Yeah, they just didn't provide them with condoms. Okay, that's fucked up. Yeah, they were like, don't have sex. So to make sure you don't have sex, what's the one thing you can't have sex without? A condom. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I always found it fascinating how safe these, uh, like, the Olympic Games were. Like, using, you know, 100,000 condoms is actually awesome because it's like all these people are just practicing safe sex whereas now you don't have that at all you don't even have like the option at least like you would have to pay for it right you'd have to go out of your way to procure your own condoms rather than them being given to you then japan's gonna have a condom shortage and we're gonna see an explosion in birth rate it's like sorry every single condom was bought by the brazilian men's swimming team (laughs) they go hard Hi. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I, I'm awesome. trained to become an Olympic athlete just so I can fuck the Brazilian men's team. That'd be so sick. <laughs> but it's like, hell yeah. I just couldn't believe that this was their solution to the constant sex at the Olympics is just to outlaw condoms. This is truly the free man's republic. No condoms required. Yeah, this is um, this is the libertarian ideal. Which makes sense. They love anime. They love Japan. This is they perfect do. for them. Except in the libertarian ideal, that 14-year-old girl would not be exempt. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. prime marriage age for them. Get get her out of there. That's right. We, need to, we need to start a campaign. Like we a, are requesting an immediate air vac for Summer Macintosh. Yeah. Please get free it. her from the horny village. Get her out of there. Resident Evil 8 Olympic Village. <laughs> You're just wandering around. It's 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 Summer Macintosh's father trying to rescue her from the Olympic Village. <laughs> and like the big vampire lady is just like the Canadian center for basketball, like the women's yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. I just imagine it's like one of the power lifters, like one of the women's power lifters. <laughs> yeah, just picking him up by his neck with one yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you disgusting little man thing. Each of the, like, the younger sisters, like, the siblings, like, that's yeah. the, um, the Russian, um, oh, what is it called? The synchronized swimming team. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. That'd be so sick. We need to, we need to make this mod immediately. Resident Evil 8 Olympic Village is very good. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what it feels like at this point. And just like with RE8, you're going to have a lot of, like, new hybrid creatures coming out. You're going right, to have. yes. As I've mentioned, the world's most powerful children being born en masse and then returning home to create the hero generation. Yeah, this is a weird social experiment because before you would essentially you would essentially have statistics on people having sex, at least with condoms. Yes. 
Whereas now you don't. So like they have no way of knowing if people are doing that or not. Yeah. What what they should have done is they should have put like GPS trackers in condoms that they were giving to people mm-hmm. and then like break down the doors as people were having sex. I mean, I think one of the mandatory things you should have is you have to have a GPS tracker installed inside you, you know. In your in your hoo-ha? Yeah, in, in your pee hole. Yeah. And that way they can still track you and they have like stats. It's like a Fitbit. How long you lasted, peak <laughs> heart rate. They should have just put heart rate monitors on everyone and then get constant false positives because all these people are working out all the time. Yeah, it's like, damn, these guys can't stop coming. <laughs> this is insane. This can't be healthy. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I That's a terrible idea. Like, I don't know what you would do. If you want people to stop having sex, but the least you could do is make sure that they're safe. No, exactly. Like, Aren't most of them vaccinated? Yeah, I think it's like a mandatory prerequisite to compete there is that you have to be vaccinated. Well, just make sure they only have sex with each other then. Or it's like use. So, you know, it's like you got to use a needle to give a vaccine, right? That's, yeah. that's one of life's truisms. Just suck the cum out with the needle. Be like, <laughs> do you feel like coming right now? Uh, Ukrainian power lifter. Da. It's like okay, and then you just, and <laughs> then you can store it. Out. You can store it and send it back home, and now you can, you know, custom engineer your next future Olympians. That's what Yao Ming's parents did, basically. <laughs> That's they a were, great idea. They were paired together to create the greatest basketball player possible, <laughs> and then they did, and that's awesome. Oh God, it's like how I've, stupid. Yeah, this, this is, is awesome. just like it's just so backwards. I cannot wait. You know what? Now I'm I'm going to support the Olympics. I'm not going to support any country. I'm just going to cheer for the athletes to have as much sex as possible. Yes. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's like, fuck Canada. I hate this country. We Obviously. Need a, we need to sex up the Olympics. Yeah. You know what? I will. We should provide more funding to our Olympic athletes for that exact reason. Yeah. We should get a hologram of Prince to do a concert every night. Yeah, like we shouldn't keep tally of, you know, how many medals each country runs. We should have a kill count, you know? <laughs> That'd be sick. It's like, oh, uh, Brazil had sex, like their athletes had sex 350 times today. And it's like, that is what should matter. Olympic fucking tournaments would be crazy. Yeah, and also just like... like the, the most fit people on earth all just railing each other. What would you consider a gold medal? Are we talking like full penetration? Is that what you would call Biggest a goal rope. for this? Okay. There would oh, be different categories. We could have different events. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's like, yeah, fattest rope. Uh, yeah. You could have an endurance event, you know, most tantric performance. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Longest lasting. Longest lasting. Quickest. It's like the 100 meter dash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be so funny. <laughs> that is something we should encourage. I really want to see who can like get themselves to completion the fastest in a sexual setting. And there would be, it would be such... It'd be so interesting because you would have teams, right? So like yes. you, it would be like, like you couldn't just do it on your own. Like maybe we could have some like solo categories, mm-hmm. but it would have to be like team categories. And it's like, so people optimize their run by choosing like the best partners and stuff like that. Uh, like, yeah, imagine like the practice four by come relay and you could like have the guy in the back could like dutch rudder you a bit to like get you that running start 
There's like pit stops, like a like NASCAR or like F1. Yeah. And um, you have like a manager on your side that's like fluffing you the whole time. Oh, man. Yeah. Fluffing you, giving you water. It's like (laughs) the power lifting could be like, you know, when someone wraps their legs around your waist, you just have like increasingly bigger and bigger people doing it. There's like best tasting or something like that. And they just like hook them up with a fruit cocktail for like weeks and weeks. (laughs) Their their skin turns like the same color of the pear of the fruit cocktail. (laughs) They've just been eating so much of it. Yeah, I think we should run the Olympics, Jesse. I think this is a winning. We would get more viewers. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Spike TV's the Olympics. (laughs) just everybody busting fat ropes on each other uh (laughs) that'd be so sick yeah like it's just like you know in in field events who can throw the furthest shot put we could have them bust ropes into the sand pit (laughs) (laughs) and then you just take like a little little biology slide and you collect like like the the long jump yeah oh man this is so nice like this is such a good idea i can't believe it took us 70 plus episodes to come up with the olympics of having sex (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to pitch this. I, I mean, we, I we think really we can do. absolutely get this going. I'm telling you, we're going to bring back Spike TV. We're going to go to Viacom and purchase Spike TV under the CFRC banner. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we're going to do is the Olympics of sex. And we'll start by writing fanfic and give it to them and be like, this could be real. Yeah, uh, we'll have to be careful which athletes we use because some countries, once again, have very young people on their Olympic teams. <laughs> yeah, no, that's off limits. So my suggestion would be to start with like the Winter Olympics when you have all the NHL players because we know they're at least 18. Yes, true. <laughs> and I, I want to read a story about uh, Sidney Crosby getting fucked in the ass by Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> that definitely already exists. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I just haven't. I don't. You don't. You. I feel like there's not a huge crossover for NHL fanfics. I feel like. Yeah, we would have to do some digging, but it's definitely out there. Mm. See, this is this is good to know. We are the brain trust for the Olympics of sex. If you want to support the Olympics of having sex, hit us up. Let us know what events you'd like. Uh, let us know if you want to be a part of it. <laughs> there is a, a mandatory physical test, you know. Yeah, we'll have a sign-up sheet. Yeah. Uh, the physical test It's our email. Is, that's right. <laughs> LLCS underscore CFRC at gmail.com. Yeah, no. So, uh, we'll send you our stats, you know, height, weight cup size uh all the good stuff yeah i can't wait well chance is there anything (laughs) anything else you'd like to cover with the the few remaining minutes we have here i think i'm good to be honest with you yes i think i very much blew my load with the olympics of sex (laughs) i need to have a cigarette now yeah yeah agreed okay well Folks, thank you so much for listening to what is truly one of the most lucid and ridiculous episodes we've recorded yet. If you enjoyed this podcast, well, you can find 70 plus more episodes like it if you haven't been through our back catalog yet. And that's uh, true. I'd just like to say thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Chance, send us out here. Thank you for talking to me, Jesse, today. Uh, We are the Late Late Capitalism Show, and we'll be back next week to talk about uh is will smith gay oh nice (laughs) all right the answer is obviously